Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, and uh, we're ready for another team preview here as we lead up to the Nebraska football season. Uh, it is our, uh, well, it's probably the one that, that most fans just call a loss here, the Michigan game. Despite the fact Nebraska played Michigan very closely last year in Memorial Stadium, uh, I think it's just because it's the most respected opponent, but we'll see. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's got a lot of newness there on the defense, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator positions, both new guys in those positions, a lot loss on the defense. Uh, so we'll go through Michigan real quick here. There are reasons to like them, um, but I'm not sure if they're going to make a return uh, as uh, to the college football playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, we talked to Sipple the other day. He thinks that I gave him, I gave Sipple Ohio State or the field in the Big Ten, and he said, yeah, I'll take the field because he likes Michigan. So. I'll take Ohio State. I'll take Ohio State, too. But in, in this case, we'll look at Michigan. Uh, again, coming off a historic 12-2 and season. Ended up uh, not looking like they belonged to the same field as Georgia, but pounded Iowa for the Big Ten Championship uh, last year. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a lot of newness on the staff as they uh, as they transfer over. Here's a big stat that you, you kind of know about Michigan. Michigan had a All-American type player at every level of the defense last year. Of course, uh, Hutchinson uh, was one of the best guys. Uh, David Ojabo, the linebacker, and defensive back Dax Hill. They lost all of those guys. But what they did do altogether is have 34 combined sacks. Uh, only 28 coming back as... Uh, as the Jabo and Hutchinson was probably the best duo, and I should say probably, like statistically the best duo in the country uh, in doing that. But altogether, 14 starters back, um, and uh, D.C. Mike McDonald left to take the Ravens job, so they're welcoming in a new defensive coordinator and Jesse Mentor. He's trying to keep uh, everything just about the same as far as the system goes, um, and they're going to need some young guys to step up. Uh, maybe Massey Smith on the defensive line. Junior Colson there at linebacker. A lot expected out of those guys. Um, but the studs are gone, have moved on to the NFL. Uh, on offense, of course, not much. Uh, that's that's where there's not too much change. They do lose Hassan Haskins, part of their 1-2 duo there at running back. But Blake Corum, who was kind of the lightning of the Thunder and Lightning last year, uh, will look to continue. He averaged 6.6 6 yards per game, almost got up to 1,000 yards, was hurt for a few games. Otherwise, he would have. They expect Donovan Edwards, the five-star, um, to uh, to replace um, Haskins and, 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 and be part of that 1-2 duo. And they'll do it behind a line that returns three starters and gets a transfer from Virginia. Uh, they're at center who was a Remington award finalist. So the, 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 the offensive line's getting better. They return Ronnie Bell, a, a senior wide receiver. Um, so I, their offense looks probably like it could be a little bit better. Throw in Lou Groza award winner Jake Moody as the place kicker. Uh, and also one of the best punchers in the country in Brad Robbins. And uh, they're looking pretty good there. But again, it's the defense that's going to get need to get a new look uh, and uh, have new playmakers jump out for them. Uh, and uh, so that's kind of what, what Michigan has going for it this year. If you look at ranks and what they specifically did well last season, it was in the points category. They're 16th in scoring with 35.8 points per game. Most of that had to do with the rushing attack. Uh, 15th in the nation with uh, 214 yards a game. Total top 25 offense for 443 yards a game. That defense, though, was stifling. Eighth mm. 
in uh, only allowing 17.4 points per game in 20th and a total of 330 yards per game for Michigan. So it'll be interesting. I think one thing about Michigan, as, as successful as that season was that gets overlooked, Still struggling against Sparty over there. Sparty got the win, 37-33, to <laughs> uh, in a game that really uh, elevated Michigan State uh, and certainly Kenneth Walker into yeah. the Heisman conversation, but uh, dropped off a little bit from there. Um, Michigan looks solid, just a lot to replace on defense. Otherwise, uh, they're stacked. I just don't see – you still have your issues at the quarterback position, that duo putting him at four in the top Big Ten quarterbacks – not yeah. buying that, but they're not at all. Work, they're not working with less, too much less this no, year. No, but Haskins. is that going to be enough to elevate you past Ohio State? Because we talked about right. it extensively a couple days ago. Ohio State, a team that was already a ten-win team, got better. So yeah. <laughs> C.J. Stroud's not getting worse. He's probably going to be a Heisman candidate again. So I, I don't see this team, and at least I don't envision them beating Ohio State. And to be honest with you, Buck, I have Michigan as one of Nebraska's three losses on my schedule. I mm-hmm. unfortunately have Rutgers, Michigan, and Iowa. If I had to take one off of that, I'd probably take off Michigan. I think the they Rutgers. Can do it. <laughs> no, Rutgers You're is a trap convinced. game. I've, I've, been, I've been over this to you. Nebraska oh, is going to be undefeated going into that game against Rutgers. It's Gavin it's a Friday night. It, uh, Noah Vedral. It's going to be Vedral too. <laughs> Vedral's going to get his revenge. I'm telling you. I'm line. telling you right now. Yeah. Watch out. It's I'm a not, trap game. I'm not sure if I if I see that, but I I do know. Uh, I think Michigan's going to be steady for sure. Top twenty type of team. Yeah. I don't no, think I they're quite uh, as good. I mean, just no. because at Michigan it it. it it's it's the same way like Alabama just reloads and reloads and reloads. Uh, Clemson, as we saw last year, has reloaded in the past, but it's gonna have a year here. They're like Ohio State. Um, How you know, is that a down? Da- but that thing is not a down year. They still won nine games. Year, but when you're talking about championship years, like Georgia Fair. had to have that roster line up to win the title, probably. Right. And so like everybody outside of Alabama. Uh, it's not like as bad, you know, they're kind of in their own tiers and Michigan's hopefully for them rising up to that tier. Um, but you are still kind of near that right year for Ohio state right. or Clemson or Georgia to catch up with Alabama. And then, you know, Oklahoma, Notre Dame are kind of in that, that stuck tier of like, well, they're about as good as they are every year, but they're not going to, they're not even their best classes. Don't seem to elevate them up to the championship level. Right. Um, and, uh, and Michigan's looking to elevate, uh, probably to that next level, but it's still a building process, uh, and you're going to have to beat Ohio State more than once to to make everybody believe that that rivalry flipped, and you've got to beat Michigan State eventually. Uh, let's take a quick call here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline from Andrew, uh, one of Nate's buddies. Andrew, how you doing? Good, good. I mean, you know, I almost fell asleep listening to the JV football that you guys talk about in Big Ten country. I was really waiting for my Wake Forest preview, and that's the team we're hearing about. <laughs> but finally, for the first time in his life, Nathan Brandon has come up with a good take. Rutgers will beat Nebraska on the way to their undefeated season. This is the year of a wow. Scarlet Night. A Friday night in Piscataway is uh, you know, something to behold. I think that it should be on everyone's bucket list. So you know, congratulations, Nathan. It took you 24 years, but you finally had a correct take. I'm proud of you. Uh, one thing that I did want to point out to the people of Lincoln, Nebraska, who have you know, recently been – maybe not recently, because these guys probably have known since the moment they allowed him on the air – that he's an idiot. But not only did Nathan fail his driver's test, two years ago, Nathan parked his car and couldn't find it for two days. <laughs> two days we looked around for his car. He had no idea where was it, the parking lot of the bar that we went to. Voila, Eureka, genius. But yes, so to all the people of Nebraska, 
Looking forward to that Illinois game. Hopefully, you know, we won't lose like we did week zero last year. That was depressing. That was a uh, point. Nathan Brennan didn't even care that much at that point. You know, he was not in good shape. We'll say that. He was not in good shape. So, <laughs> look, look, looking forward to that. But, Nate, remember, you know, remember where you parked, buddy. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Thanks for the call, Andrew. Appreciate That's a good call. story. I honestly, that I, I completely forgot until he just mentioned that. But, yeah, I completely for- lost my car. Like, <laughs> it was one days? of those. No, it is. And well, I had my keys. So, if, like, worst came Did to worst. out? I don't know. I, I just genuinely, genuinely didn't. I genuinely forgot where I parked my car. Yeah. I also, but uh, you were too hyped thinking about other things. Getting <laughs> to the bar, but that. it's interesting because he he came for the Northwestern game last year, got to see a win. So this year, some of my buddies, including Andrew, coming to the Illinois game. Okay, maybe some good luck. Yeah, yeah. 